You're listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic Gathering podcast. I'm your host, David Wolf, and I'm joined here by... Kieran and Alan. And each and every week, we bring you all the latest news, tournament reports, and of course, our deck of the week. How's it going, lads? Very well. Okay, quick Excellent. one this week, because uh, lots of scheduling conflictions and... Now we're left in a in a spot where we have to do. Uh, here you there you hear the sound effects of the uh, Dublin City uh, Lewis going by. So um, we're recording under a bridge. We're we're yeah, hobos. Yeah, we're hobos. Spent basically. too much money on cardboard and yeah. Okay, yeah. But we all have modern decks at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's 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 the most important thing in life is to have so, your modern deck. Exactly. Because we've got some close <laughs> and bustle loads to be like going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we actually have loads to talk about this week. Surprisingly, uh, or surprisingly enough, I suppose. Um, we have uh, Wizards announced uh, quite a lot of changes to in-store play, so like FNM, Standard Showdown, and most importantly, FNM promos. Uh, we have announcements about the Pro Tour and the World Magic Cup going forward over the next year. And we also have changes to the Pro Tour Players Club to talk about. So we'll just uh, jump in with the most controversial of the changes and also the oldest, the oldest at this point because the, the other two were only announced just today. Um, so the changes to FNM, well, not really changed to FNM, more just... There's no FNM promo anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well, there are, but they're now tokens rather than yeah, actual magic yeah. cards. Yeah, double-sided foil tokens, yeah. which were really nice, and everybody was clamoring for more of them um, after they did the one in Eldritch Moon of the... I think it was Eldritch Moon. Yeah, it was yeah, the, the yeah. double-sided zombie token. And everyone was like, oh, they should put those in every pre-release kit instead of instead of like a, a paper craft topter or a sticker yeah. or whatever it is. We should get those those all the time. Well, we are getting them all the time. <laughs> yeah, careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. Like, whenever we ask wizards for something, they'll just replace something we love with it instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, basically they said that their reasoning was that uh, they, you know, they gave a, an example of January this year versus June this year, uh, where uh, the January promo was News Constrictor, and the June promo was Etherhub, and there was no noticeable difference in attendance, apparently, in uh, any FNMs at those times. So what they think is that um, having a more playable promo doesn't actually increase attendance. So they basically they want to reposition FNM for, I think, slightly lower level players. They don't they don't want yeah. sharks coming in and putting new players off the game because they want a fatal push promo. Yeah. yeah so basically. this is and and this ties in with um they're trying to push standard showdown a little bit more as well. Yeah. So yeah. it seems like they're trying to streamline that for the more competitive players and have FNM as more of a gateway into magic. Uh one thing I really have issue with is their use of statistics there <laughs> where they, like that statement makes it seem like the only thing that changes attendance is the promo. Like, oh. That's the only way that statistic makes sense, is yeah. if they're saying att- attendance would be higher if the promo is better. That's Here's saying the only variable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, like It makes no sense. Yeah. It's January and June, and uh, someone on the Reddit pointed out that attendance has traditionally been lower during the summer. Yeah. So the fact that, you could argue, uh, or if you had more data, you could look at, well, maybe the fact that the attendance was the same in January and June this year, as opposed to previous years, maybe it was because of promo being Yeah. Lower. And also, I would like data from the months when Path to Exile and Serum Visions were the yeah. promos because they, there was definitely. I went to F and M to yeah. get a Serum Visions. So yeah, yeah you know. people people were posting that on replies to their their the post on Twitter about it, and F and M or LGS store owners were saying we had double the attendance during those months yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And the, um, I think it was Blake Rasmussen, was it from yeah. that posted it? Yeah, he came back and he was like. 
our data doesn't support that, basically. <laughs> so I don't know. And maybe the data doesn't support that, but the idea that the only factor is the promo as to what entails how many people go to F&M is nonsense. Like, that's yeah. just a gross misuse of yeah. the data. yeah in order to support what they're trying to do, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe, and like, and they did say as well, they don't want to release the data because it's uh, sensitive, like, business information that sure. they don't want their competitors yeah, to have. That totally, makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, totally fine. But that still doesn't really support, like, couching your decisions in, like, weird misuses of statistics like <laughs> yeah, this seems yeah. to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's funny so, that, it's, I think, yeah, I think, I think Karen, you mentioned that it's like you want to focus more attention on Standard Showdown. I feel like all of these decisions, decisions kind of it's like as if they stem from their desire to make standard showdown like a thing yeah because uh, when you also announce kind of you know they're, they're, they're upgrading the packs you're getting for standard showdown it's like you're getting that's true cool, yeah. uh, cool uh, foil uh, lands which are, which are very very cool yeah but like I, I don't know why they see it as being so important that standard showdown becomes a thing well I think I understand that because like basically I think most of the time the popular FNMs uh, we're running standard, I think, largely. Anyway, I would imagine that like okay. standard is one of the more popular FNM formats, kind of worldwide. I don't think so, to be honest. I think you it'd be draft so? really? for some reason. Yeah, uh, draft maybe, but like I feel like like most stores will have a dedicated draft night anyway, and maybe maybe the same with standard. But I think a lot of stores will, would have a split FNM format as well. Yeah, like we do yeah, in our yeah. store. Yeah, I think uh, the only frame reference I have is when people talk about cool, uh, cool brews. They say, "Oh, this is a perfect kind of deck to bring to F and M." Which yeah, implies true, true. it's it's default to the standard. Yeah, yeah. But I'm mean, <coughs> wrong. There's more data we need. Yeah. So, uh, you're, yeah. So you're, you're saying just, that they want standard show to focus on standard while F and M can be. Yeah, like uh, can be more of a casual event, or mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. maybe it can still be standard, but I think they just want to uh, split the player base a bit mm-hmm. in terms of the competitive players. I mean, one thing that I, I think someone posted this on Reddit, and I think I thought it was a great point, is that like if they really want that, then why aren't they just allowing standard showdown to be run by stores any night of the week? Yeah, I know. See, yeah. that's that's the annoying thing is like you know. Here in our position, speaking anecdotally, we go to Standard on Thursday nights. Yeah. And it would be great if we could get a little bit of extra value by having Standard Showdown be on Thursday nights. Because, like, Mm. if we were getting those packs, like, great, happy enough. But, like, because it has to be scheduled on a Saturday or a Sunday, it always conflicts with PPTQs. Yeah. So if you're a competitively minded player, you're not going to choose a Standard Showdown over a PPTQ. I don't think it is. And and they want Standard Showdowns to attract competitive players like maybe they want the people who are just a step below PPTQ level yeah. but yeah, even I, that that's not a big crowd I don't think no yeah the people who are feeling competitive more than FNM but less than the PPTQ I don't think that's a big crowd no and I feel yeah. like if they want to push an event like that and make it competitive like there would have to be more prize incentive than just the standard showdown packs even if they're slightly yeah. better and you're getting yeah. these, these foil lands now yeah. like if if they could somehow like give stores like a break uh, like like give them cheaper products so they could run, run like win a box tournaments or yeah, something yeah like that, that'd be great you know? well, yeah, that, yeah that'd really attract a competitive reminder because I mean, there's something on the line the yeah. competitive yeah. players are going to come out like yeah. for that so, that, yeah. that means running a top 8 as well which yeah. makes it a bit more complicated yeah. but I mean if you're if you want a competitive tournament there should be a top yeah, eight, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, get, to get you used to the kind of yeah. the structure of, yeah. of more competitive tournaments. Yeah, because yeah, like, you know, game day being an example of something that was like my bridge between uh, playing casually and playing competitively. Yeah. Like game day, even though it's it's a casual Oriel, uh, so it's the same level. It's, it's the same uh, level of of, comp- of competitiveness, you could say, as a Thursday night standard. But the yeah. fact that there's a top eight there, it's it's that changes everything. Oriel, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's 
regular casual? Like? I think it might be casual. Oh, is it casual? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You can just take yeah. boxes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> take boxes. Uh, speaking of game day, there is yeah. no more game day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gone too. Game day was uh, so important to well, Michael. It's, it's not exactly gone, but now it's called the store championship, and there will be one at the end of every season uh, instead of tied yeah. to when the Pro Tour is, because it, that doesn't make sense anymore because they're removing where the Pro Tour is in relation to yeah. the set release. Yeah. So I can kind of understand that they just want to, I don't know. They kind of made it seem in the article, like I know you were a bit confused by this, Wolf, that Standard Showdown would somehow tie into the store championship. Like yeah. that was the way it read. But it really did read yeah. kind of like that. But I don't think they are actually connected in any way no. apart from they're both standard events. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're just, they're, there's, it's, yeah, they're just, it's called the store championship and there's no qualification or anything. It's the same. It's just a re- it's rebrand. It's just of a game rebrand day. of game day. Except, so I really don't like this because I feel like game day is an event where people can bring their brews mm. and crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like that's much easier to do uh, and do well with a, a road deck at the beginning of a format than it is at the end of a format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like because it's going to be so much closer to being solved, which as we've seen, Wizards <laughs> is not not a fan of the <laughs> yeah. formats being solved currently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just don't get why why you would have it at the end of the format. Like, surely, especially as a casual event with new players who want to play with the new cards, it's more exciting to have it closer to the set release. Mm. Oh yeah, it's still it's still not that close to the set release. As no, it is. It, it's, yeah, yeah, true. it's like whatever a month and a half away yeah. from the set release. Yeah, yeah. a week or after. even sometimes. Yeah, like I, I, from my experience, it's always been a week after Pro Tour. And the Pro Tour it's usually more than a week, I think. I think, I think, I, I, I'll, no, maybe, it's usually the week after. Last week, last week yeah. was the week after Pro Tour because on like on the Pro Tour coverage day, they're they always say they're kind of pushing game day as being like oh here's the Matty can win if you, right, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's all they use the Pro Tour as a way of marketing game day and being like hey like you see a cool deck at the Pro Tour do well well throw together for game day next yeah. week uh, so that made so much sense to me as a way of, of of you know pushing players into shops and getting players who play mm-hmm. in in the you know, some competitive environments yeah. uh, and so to change that structure in favour of something else uh, I don't see the rationale for changing it yet but uh, maybe it'll be one parent yeah, I don't know. Maybe they they just felt that people were a bit hesitant to compare um, to compete in game day because they didn't have the cards yet or something like that. So when you push it to the end of the set, just before the next yeah. set comes in, people definitely have the cards. They know what deck they want to play. Maybe they've gotten practice with the deck. Yeah, that's true. That that's, is true. Yeah, that's that's very rational. But like less people go to tournaments at the end of a format's life true, as well. Yeah. So I mean, I know last year New Year's Eve, I was like, you know what? I really was, I was playing. playing <laughs> yeah, Magic this today. is the other <laughs> thing. Yeah, the first. The first store championship is going to be run on the weekend of December 30th <laughs> yeah. and 31st. Which is kind of a crazy decision. Yeah. I saw that, I was like, is that a mistake? That can't that be can't right. Be but At the same time, though, sometimes in between Christmas and New Year, well, obviously different cultures, different things, but for us here in Ireland, uh, between Christmas and New Year, sometimes you're not doing a lot. That's true. Yeah. There'll like, be a lot of people, on, though. If it's on the 30th, that wouldn't be so bad, I think. No, it would be okay. I yeah. mean, there's there'll be a lot of people who like who live in cities who will be going home yeah. to the countryside. That's true. That's well, yeah, it's for the holidays. Like that's really yeah. huge. Yeah. That's true. So, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll all win game that. Uh, sure, we'll turn up and beat only three people there. And we'll yeah. <laughs> but one, one nice thing about this, though, is that um, so game day has promos from yep. the from the yep. recent sets, but uh, or the most recent set. But now the promos are actually going to be from the next set. That's really cool. Which actually. is really is a cool change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're going to be giving out promo cards that aren't legal to play. Oh, I just because I know um, usually those the game day promos traditionally have always been the first thing to be spoiled in a set. Yeah, maybe it's a way of curtailing that. That or they're just doing that anyway. They're just, just doing like, like well, you're, there you're, 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 like, like, like glory bring around. Uh, yeah, because they have to send them out to the stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's so a good so point. What, what if around the same time to be they got leaked is like well you have it. 
That makes sense, yeah, actually. That does make a lot of That's sense. That. Yeah, I'll maybe someone yeah. do that. That's actually a good point. I mean, it'd be cool if they if they were. No, I mean they're just going to be leaked earlier. Yeah, that's actually just. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be two weeks before this send. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm a, it's a it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting change. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Maybe I hope they're open minded about it and willing to change it if it doesn't work. Or, yeah, yeah. But also, you know, we'll have to wait for more than just the first one because, like, the first one might just end up having poor attendance because of the time. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm so, sure it will. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, also, there, there's a lot of people in the community wrote really cool articles and did interesting videos about this. Like so, like Tulare Community College, MTG Goldfish wrote an article. Um, I know Corbin Hostler, I think his name is, wrote an article mm. for like MTG Card Market or something like that. Some yeah. TCG player, TCG mm, player, okay. from the point from the perspective of a store where he was a bit more optimistic about it than others. So I'll, I'll okay. link those in the show notes so you can have a look. Um, Okay, so today we had uh, announcements about the kind of organized uh, competitive play for the next more than two years, I guess, mm. the announcements were for. So um, there's going to be a team pro tour, as was already announced, mm-hmm. but they released details of how you qualify for that. So the way it's going to work is that you will have a normal single person uh, PPTQ, yeah. but the winner of every P- every PPTQ in that season we'll get to nominate two teammates to go to a team or PTQ. It's pretty good. It's kind of so the simplest way. any one of us win, <laughs> yeah. then all of us get to go to an RPTQ. Yeah. I'm sure we're doing three of us, we can schedule to go to every PPTQ. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, no, it, it does sound pretty cool. It's a really interesting mm. way to do it. And obviously this qualifies for the Team Pro Tour, which they also announced that that Team Pro Tour will follow the uh, format of... The SCG, the, yeah, the SCG That's, split yeah. format, not not unified, which people don't really like because yeah. mm-hmm. it's not really representative. So it'll be one person on standard, one person on modern, and one person on legacy, which is so cool. I yeah. can't wait for that. Yeah, I can't wait to watch better. Yeah. The SCG open events of that are, are some of the coolest things to spectate, just because yeah. uh, you're just constantly getting new decks to look at, mm-hmm. like switching. But there's never any downtime between matches, mm-hmm. basically on coverage. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. very cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, what they happens all, if more than one of us wins a wins a PPTQ though? Will will we have to split the we'll, team's skull crack? We'll pick a lucky listener, <laughs> and send in your, your your details on a postcard, and we'll put it into a hat and yeah, pick yeah. out. But then, like you know what I mean? Like two of us would have to be on one of the teams, and one of us would have to be on the other team. Oh yeah, or we just three of us will just win a PPTQ. Oh yeah, and then we just fine. make three yeah, teams. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, in this announcement, I noticed that um, the. Pro Tour for, I think it's Rivals of Ixalan, whatever, the first set of 2018 is Modern. Oh, oh okay. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's So, Return of the Modern Pro Tour. Return of Modern Winters. I didn't see that at all. That's Yeah, it's that's February crazy. 2nd yeah, yeah. to 4th. Okay. 2018. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to get a, get a couple bands in there before that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, not. So, get yeah. your... Put your um, Death Shadows back in the back in the binder. Yeah. Or trade them away now while you can. Jesus. Um, yeah, no, the, this is this is a bit of a weird change because I think when they first announced, oh, we're not going to have Modern as a Pro Tour format anymore, people were a bit like, oh, that's bad. But actually, wait, hold on, that's good. Pros were really happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's not a format they kind of want to test extensively with. It's so sprawling. And yeah. when they only had one Pro Tour a year or whatever to, to test, it was kind of just... A, yeah, so like you had to catch to back up with, with a year of development mm, yeah. of Modern. You're like, what, what has happened? Yeah, but... I don't know. I kind of would have been happy with just the team pro tour being the representation of modern, but I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch. You get to see powerful magic and yeah, modern, yeah, so. yeah. 
Um, Maybe we'll get a legacy PT as well. That would be cool. Ooh. I don't know if they'd do that. Nah, probably not. It's a bit much for them. Like yeah, they, yeah. they want new players to watch these. Yeah, true. Pro yeah, tours yeah. like legacy is just like what's going on. I mean, even modern is modern is pretty what's tough. Going on. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Ronan was Ronan was telling me that he was, he went back and he was watching Pro Tour coverage of like last standard and he hadn't a clue what was going on. Yeah. yeah, the thing is though with standard that's more likely to happen. Whereas like with eternal formats, the cards are sure, iconic. Yeah. You might that's true. More that's true. To recognize them. Iconic, you say? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's no news about iconic masters. No, <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, it's true though. If you're watching Legacy and you just see like someone try to resolve a spell and someone just like picks up one of their islands in response and counters it, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this this pro tour that we're talking about that will be the team pro tour um, will be the pro tour for. The 25th anniversary. Okay. So, that's, what, what yeah, the 25th really cool. anniversary set. So, like, the, the core set of the 25th anniversary. Oh, so that's... Uh, so, there's Rivals of Ixlan is modern. Yeah. Then Dominaria is standard. And then this is um, split format. And then hmm. the one after that is uh, standard again. Cool. So, that's because right. we had the question of uh, what are they going to do for the draft portion of the PT with the core set? Because they had intention... They said it was going to be... Kind of a simpler, more yeah. easy, easy oh, to solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just not going to have a draft format. Yeah, that, so that makes sense. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. But do you think that that means that they'll do that every year, a split format? Yeah, well, well, good. I mean, depending yeah, on how popular, depending it's, on how it goes, yeah, probably it certainly could be an option. Yeah, yeah that, that's that sounds good. But is there maybe is there a sealed portion? I'm not sure. I think they did detail what the struct the format structure would be, but I didn't get a chance to look at it in detail. We'll we'll have that link mm-hmm. in the show notes as well. Um, anything else that we want to say about the pro tours? I think mm. that was it. I think that was yeah, it. Yeah, they, they gave some details on the World Magic Cup as well. Oh, yeah. uh, they're changing that format a little bit as well. I think it's that any team with four, I think you just need to get four wins on day one to make day two, and then day two is a double elimination bracket. Cool. Um, nice. So it's much more simplified. So some of the some of the guys who have previously been on the Irish team were telling us how they got a bit a bit screwed by the tournament structure yeah. last year. Okay, yeah. So hopefully that won't happen again. It's um, it's way better for uh, for spectating as well to have a to have a double elimination bracket on yeah. the second day. Like mm-hmm. it kind of makes it more exciting and it's easier to follow how your team's doing and stuff yeah, like that's that. That's true. So, that's yeah. true. Okay, so then they also announced some changes to the Pro Tour Players Cup. This is a uh, hot off the presses. Alan doesn't even I've, know no, know what we're talking about. Lay it on me <laughs> like butter. So yes. So previously they tried to introduce some changes to the Pro Tour Players Club. This was last year, I believe it was, and the outcry was enormous. There was all the hashtag pay the pros on okay, Twitter. Yeah. Remember all this? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So because that in that situation, what they said was, we're making some changes. These changes go into effect in a couple of months. Good luck. Yeah. Um, so basically it was affecting people who were already qualified for the next season this time they've done it right they've said here are the changes we're making they're not going to come into effect for more than a year okay. yeah. so Good. the next season basically is untouched by these changes mm. but after that these changes are going to come into effect so what they're doing is they're removing seasons they're removing yearly seasons okay. and now they're just going to have what they call cycles and each set is a cycle and to determine your ranking in the Pro Tour Players Club you look at your previous four cycles. Okay. Right. So at this moment right now, you would look at your um, Hour of Devastation level, your uh, Amonkhet, or I'm not sure if it would include Hour of Devastation. I'm not sure if it includes the latest one. But anyway, you would look at the last four yeah. sets, how you did in those, and add up all the pro, tour, pro points, and that would be your level for this season. Okay. Or yeah. this cycle. So it'll stop pros kind of who are just on the verge of gold or platinum 
from feeling like they have to, you know, at the end of a year cycle, if they're almost there for, like, jamming every GP and stuff, get their last couple of points. Because it's not like, if the next season, it's not like everything's reset for them. Yeah. They'll still just be one more cut. They'll, what they're oldest set will be cut off and they'll still presumably be in the running yeah. the next season oh, to, to make their gold or whatever exactly so the, the what this does mean is that there'll be a lot more fluctuation from cycle to cycle mm. you could be gold in one cycle and then platinum and then back to gold yeah. or even down to silver or something like that and have to work a little bit harder but I think on average this should be a better change I think I think, so, yeah. I think it, it's, it's going um, to encourage us more consistency to, you know, it's pros to say it will be consistent rather than Doing very, very well. However, they are actually, they're introducing a three-event cap. Okay. So they only look at your top three events in that cycle. Okay. So for each three, so like if, let's say you do really well in the Pro Tour mm. and you do medium in a GP and you do terrible in two other GPs but you do well in nationals, they'll look at your Pro Tour, uh, your good GP or your decent GP and your nationals finish. Mm. Yeah. That'll be your okay. pro points. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, someone will have to run the numbers on that and see how it works out. Yeah, we'll have to get the hot takes of the of the pros or yeah. the yeah or the semi pros I think it's I guess yeah I think when, I think when you're, you're more immersed in this so you're gonna have a, a stronger opinion yeah or any kind of opinion yeah. yeah so like we're you know we're we have no we have no <laughs> pro points between us that's <laughs> yeah. so uh, unfortunately we don't after, have after today we'll get some next week next week or next year sorry um so uh, there's also another extra change, which is really nice I think is that they've added another level to the pro tour players club so previously it was silver uh, gold and platinum. No, it's mega platinum. Double <laughs> platinum. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the other way. They added a bronze level. Bronze, okay. So uh, you get bronze at ten pro points, mm. and that the benefit that that gives you is you are when you're at bronze, you get an invitation to one RPTQ in that season. Okay. So you don't have to win a PPTQ. Yeah. So this seems really good for the grinders. Yeah. Yeah. So like the likes of you know Dave or Michaeli or mm. lads that we know mm. in Ireland. Um, that can consistently kind of make a few pro, you know, they can get their pro, their few pro points each year, yeah. but they're ha- finding it difficult to struggle, or they're finding it a struggle to keep uh, keep it rolling. This can be a, just a little help. You don't have to struggle I, with the PPTQs in, in a given season. I would say this more more likely. There's this just opens a spot up for other players to win those PPTQs instead of Michaeli and Davis oh. winning one every season. I suppose, <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe that's maybe that's yeah. a problem that they're trying to address. They're like, yeah. well, in each given region, well, I suppose it's different. It's in probably it's different in America, but outside of America, they're like, well. People keep winning these. The same people yeah, keep yeah. winning yeah, these. Yeah, yeah. No, that is good. Season. Like uh, good. that is good. I think it's. I think it's good for both reasons. Yes. Yeah. Like people, like players who are kind of on that level don't need to stress about spiking a PPTQ as well as an RPTQ. Yeah. And it does make it a little more appealing for, you know, the, the the rest of the players to mm-hmm. to go to those events. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, one additional benefit of this bronze level is that you get one buy in a GP. Ooh. Which is nice. Nice to have. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna sniff at that. Nope. And so, how do, how does that stack with like your planeswalker points? Like, if you I, have your fifteen hundred points and you have that, do you get two buys, or will you no, just I have think, one buy? I think you just get yeah, like it'll if, be your if you first have, buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think then if you have what what's the next cutoff for planeswalker points? Um, two thousand five hundred or twenty five hundred or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So if you get that, you'll just have two buys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I assume. I'd imagine most or PTQ grinders would have had their GP buy anyway, but. Yeah, sometimes, but this might just be a little safety net for people if they happen yeah. to kind of fall off in a season or something like that. True. Yeah. Um, 
also this only this only gives you an invite to an RPTQ if you're not already qualified for the Pro Tour for that cycle, of course. Mm, yeah. yeah. So like otherwise no, there's, there's no point in going to the RPTQ yeah. if you're already qualified for the Pro Tour. Get that sweet Emerald problem. Um I think that's it for the for the, the news, news this week. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually quite a lot of news, but unfortunately we don't have uh, all the time in the world to cover it. Um, but if anybody has um, opinions or they think we missed something or mm-hmm. we didn't give enough time to something, give enough weight, then you can always email us skullcrackpodcast at gmail.com. It is skullcrackpodcast. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Skullcrackpodcast. Um, speaking of which, we had an email from Aiden, Ooh, we did. Aiden Lynch, who is a, a listener of the show, obviously, and also a. Um, uh, a player at standard so he said uh, hi guys after hearing the decks Dave and Alan put together for standard this is our sick last bruise week. last week sick, yeah. sick bruise uh, I thought you might like to check out the red green ramp and blue red control decks posted by Tomohara Saitu for Hararuya and he sent a link to the to the decks so that's that's pretty cool um, if anybody doesn't know um, I can't remember what's the name of the shop that's like uh, it's Wayfinder. I, I know that how are you, isn't it? Oh, it is Haru. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. Wayfinder is just the name of the yeah. Article. Wayfinder is the name yeah, yeah. of the the project or the yeah, thing yeah. that they do, I suppose. Yeah. So it's like at the start of each season, they post up uh, just a load of decks using new cards. Mm-hmm. So in this case, they posted up quite a few standards. They posted up even some modern legacy brews yeah. um, with the new cards. So if anybody is ever looking for. Um, for a, a new deck to play when just when new standard kind of comes out when new sets come out that's a really good resource it's a nice starting point I don't think any of the decks are ever meant to be like oh we tested this and it's amazing that's where like I got my blue white panharmonicon list from originally mm-hmm. oh, it was, uh, was yeah it was from those lists I actually I, thanks to Aiden for the email because I usually look at these every season but I had actually I had totally forgotten to this yeah, this yeah. time around so yeah and actually um, he, he said Tomohara Saito is, the, Saito is the one that posts post them and it is kind of known as Saito Wayfinder mm-hmm. but actually there are many contributors like it's all the right. like a lot of the pro players that Haruya sponsors yeah, yeah. Uh, contribute to these I, I find these great for just like off the wall ideas that you would never have really yeah. even thought of yeah, yeah. Um, the deck list might not be tuned but there might be something there that's really interesting um, cool. so yeah thanks Aiden and, um, that red green ramp deck is getting a lot of attention as it well. is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was close to your version or it didn't have an island it didn't have an island <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have a swamp or a hole <laughs> yeah. I, I think Rapper not actually was pretty close so a lot of them were doing the we're playing Beneath the Sands Beneath the Sands into mm-hmm. Error Promise yeah. a lot of them are also playing the, the three mana instant speed one from Flat for Zendikar yeah and this is not Revelation no, no it's this not that is... it's a uh, Natural connection. Natural connection. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, yeah, yeah, this which, is the one that I mentioned before. Yeah, because yeah. now you have eight three mana ram spells if you want. Yeah, so I, I think it's just yeah helping help a bridge a gap between three and five. Yeah, uh, and it's yeah it has yeah error promise as well uh, error of devastation to error yeah, clear spells and clear ward when you fall behind. Mm-hmm. Um, you which you will do. We will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no more Johnny Optimus <laughs> is going to help you. In this <laughs> um, I, d- I don't know if any of the blue red decks were anything close to mine or not. I kind of. Like the the four color control deck that won the SCG was oh, yeah, interesting, was... but it was like it was base blue white, was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was base yeah. blue white, and it had it's basically splashing Nahiri and uh, Nicole Bolas and Black Bolas, yeah, yeah so and it had the uh, Magnus Sprays as well, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so like it had, yeah, it was actually a really cool deck. Um, it seems horrifically inconsistent though. Oh yeah, it, like there's loads of ones, twos. Yeah, I think the only four of is Glimmer Genius. I was really surprised. 
that won the tournament when I looked at yeah, the list. Yeah, it's it's a really cool deck. Well, first of all, I was surprised that Delvin Ban won the tournament. <laughs> but, uh, God. But yeah, it did look a bit all over the place. I think Delvin Ban is a little bit better than people give him credit for. He's fine, I think. He's uh, okay. Like, like if Blue White Control is different. good, he's probably good enough to be in that deck. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. cards. He's not exactly great against Error Devastation, though. Like, all, all the Planeswalkers in that mm. in that deck that he was playing, apart from Bolas, obviously, are not great against yeah. uh, Error Devastation. Um, well, Nahiri's all right. I think Nahiri she goes up to six. Oh, she goes up to six. I think yeah, Jace, that's true. That's true. Jason Roberts, Secrets, he goes to six. Yeah, he goes, he goes up to six. six. Okay, six, okay, okay. cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, yeah okay, oh, if you're plusing them all the time, then certainly. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get there. You're already ahead of the board. If you're you can get there. Um... As for our deck of the week, I did just want to briefly mention the mono red deck that Jonathan Job played. Oh, sweet, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll post the deck list for this. Um, it's really cool. It's very. It's a variation on the uh, red Eldrazi deck mm. that was played last season. Uh, I played it a little bit. I thought it was really cool. But he just went more aggressive with it. He put in one drops like Falconrath Gorger and stuff. Yeah, Soulscar Mage as well. Soulscar Mage yeah. and uh, then the addition of um, Earthshaker Kenra. Yeah, the two drops which is, drops, which is crazy. really nice. And he had Ancrop Crashers. And um, Braids as well, instead of Harness Lightning. Yes, yeah. and also Ramanap Ruins. For, so Ramanap Ruins is a huge pickup for the deck, because mm. it's basically a dual land for yeah. the deck. And also it gives you that little bit of extra reach. It's um, so good. Like he, it. he was so into the Ramanap Ruins that he actually played four Sun Scorched Desert as well. That's, yeah. the, that's the desert that pings oh, yeah. the opponent for one when it comes in. Yeah, yeah. It just taps for colorless, that's all it does. And uh, also Dunes of the Dead, I believe. So that's the one that comes in. It taps for colorless, yeah. and when you when it goes to the graveyard, yeah, you get yeah. a two-two zombie. It's definitely yeah. definitely good enough. I mean, like yeah. you're you've so little mana requirements in the deck yeah. that like you can just use these value lands that don't even really give you much value just because yeah. you want to sacrifice. And them. they even they just give you one of your colors. Exactly, one of your yeah, colors yeah. is colorless. So he has he's using yeah, all his like, and smashers. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, can't spend too long on the deck that this deck this week, but uh, it's a very cool deck. We put up the deck lists for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Al, did you want to mention the your tournament? Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, I won the league. Yay! That's Yay. it. No. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so in Game of Thrones, we have a twelve week long uh, league for each season. Um, so which feeds into the store championship. Yes, not exactly. The wizard store championship, but just the store well, championship. What the shop calls the store yeah, championship. Yeah, so which they might they might have to rename. Yeah, we just call it the Gamers World Championship. Gamers yeah. World Championship. So Gamers World Championship. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so so the Gamers World Championship is a. Uh, it's a yeah, tournament held at the end of the year. Uh, it's so people who won each league, so people who won the modern leagues, the standard leagues, and at the limited leagues throughout the year qualify for this uh, championship. It's a two-day event, uh, and in the, and thus the shop has a great payout for it. Um, and I was actually at it last year. So last year I was I was invited along because they had they had they had a, someone dropped out and had a space. So I was invited along, and you know, without getting all very sentimental, that the whole weekend I was I was playing Magic for less than a year at this point and I felt like I was such an imposter just being there because I was like <laughs> I was like a lot of these people this pe- people won big tournaments or big leagues I didn't win anything whereas uh, this year because I won the Saturday League I'll be there as an actual champion on, on your own yeah. merit on my own yeah. merit yeah. Yeah. so it's very good but nice. also for the, for the week itself but actually the, the league itself ended with a bit of an anti-climax yeah uh, so, so it was really down to the wire it was between you and Amy yeah it was between me, me and Amy Jones that so uh, going going into the final week, uh, I was two points ahead of Amy Jones. Jones, uh, we didn't play each other in the final tournament. We both ended up doing very average. We both ended up going two two, uh, and so just because we both went two two, there's no change of the points. I got in for me two points ahead. Uh, but I think I feel like the actual, the actual climax was probably the week before last because that was uh, we were coming in. Uh, Amy Jones was, was ahead of me, and we ended up playing against each other in the first round, mm-hmm. um, or, or actually rather in the second round. 
Um, and then that was like a really close game where we were both playing the same deck. Mm -hmm. I I'd made some last minute changes to it just to help it in the mirror. So the change I made to Teamer Energy was uh, I took out the Nonto Scoops uh, in favor of more Mana Dorks because just getting the turn three uh, Rising Hydra or the turn three Chandra is just huge mm -hmm. uh, in the mirror. So that it was, we, so we, yeah, the, the, the games and matches was, and just really just hinged on that. Uh, so in that week, um, so, so, so it was, it was I, I, I did well that, that particular week, and that's what mm -hmm. kind of pushed me ahead. And did uh, you beat him in that match? No, I beat him in that match, Okay, so yeah, that kind of, uh, it was really, that's what it came down to. Yeah, really, so it really was, it was down to that, yeah. And then uh, okay. we, played, we played a few more games after, a few more friendly games. Uh, it was just that we just saw the, the impact having these extra mana dorks made okay, yeah. uh, in, in, in the mirror, so pretty happy with that. So hot tip going forward, play your extra mana dorks yeah. in your teamer deck. Both yeah. the bird. <laughs> if you <laughs> expect a lot of teamer. Yeah, yeah of course. I don't think teamer's going anywhere. No, I don't think so. No, yeah, like, no. it's, it's just solid it's just yeah. removal. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, great stuff. Okay, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well done, Al. Cool. Thank you. And uh, those, thanks. You're on your next. Yeah, I yeah. got to qualify now. I'm the only <laughs> only co-host not qualified. So. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be it for this week. Unfortunately, because uh, we're out of time. Um, quick one this week. So um, that'll that'll be it from us. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can get the podcast anywhere that you find your podcast, iTunes or any app. Um, and as we said, as I said before, you can email us at schoolcrackpodcast at gmail.com. Cool. Bye. See ya. Bye bye. The end of the episode. We have a few minutes left, so it's time for our extra turns. We're, we're actually under time extra, pressure. This extra time turns. <laughs> all right, so we're going to have our second favorite Texas face-off. All right, so okay. please okay. pitch against each other. Uh, I'm going to read out some favorite texts from the last 25 years of magic history. And you're going to shed out answers. All right, okay. this will be good. All right, number one is the spark mage shrieked, calling on the rage of storms. Bolt. Yes, that's Very good. good. Yeah. I, on a small note, um, uh, one of my favorite YouTube one channels from M10. Yeah, M10. Yeah. So actually, do you notice? So. So the, the full text is Spark, the spark made shrieked calling on the rage of the storms of his youth. To his surprise, the sky responded with a fierce energy he'd never seen, he'd never, never thought. thought to see again. Yeah. So it's like, for a long time in Magic's history, they thought Lightning Bolt was too powerful. Yeah. So they reprinted it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember this recently. They reprinted yeah. it in M10 and this is like a, a, an homage to that. To that idea, uh, yeah. That yeah, it was cool. too powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's, it's really good. That's why I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so Magic Man Sam is a YouTuber. He makes really cool videos. He had yeah. a video this week on Bolt Cult. Oh, Bolt. the history of Bolt. It was okay. so, such a great video. I highly recommend oh, okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll link that in the show notes. Yeah, so. it's, it's, uh, he, he, he mentioned this. All right. So that's what there's, there's five of these. They have a common theme. Okay. okay. The smallest seed of regret can bloom into redemption. Yeah, it's it's very good spell. Giant growth? No. No. Swords to play. Yes, yeah, swords to play. Oh, yeah. It's the conspiracy version. I think I figured out three spells. Yeah, yeah. Spells. Or removal, maybe. So it's the swords pleasure was was it was actually in alpha and in alpha you know you know back then it's like remove from the game instead yeah, of yeah. exile. But in alpha there's also another note in the rule text which is a you know remove target remove target creature from the game. Uh, your opponent puts it back into their library when the game is complete. Just, just in case anyone <laughs> forgot to do that. You weren't sure. <laughs> get yeah. it, you get yeah. it back. No, you have to leave it over there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Knowledge is such a burden. Release it. Release all your fears to me. Ashiok, Knight, 
Gateway Nightmare Weaver. Uh, okay. Thoughts Taros. No, close. Potsies. Potsies. We're getting there. Potsies, close. All right. Uh, my flesh holds no secrets, monster. The spirit of Mirrodin will fight on. By Kovalt. Mirrodin. Miran resistance. Okay. My flesh holds no secrets. Magma spell? No. <sighs> sounds like a black spell to me, but I'm not sure what it is. No idea. Is it a one mana spell? It's a one mana spell. Yeah, it's a one mana spell. All right. Can you repeat it, please? So yeah. So my flesh holds no secrets, monster. The spirit of Mirrodin will fight on. Is this is this a real one mana spell? It is a real does one it, mana spell. Does well, it include Phyrexian mana? It includes the Phyrexian mana. Yeah. That's right. Good shot. No. Uh, the other one, uh, the one mana counter spell. No. What's that called? <laughs> it's banned. Is it a taxi It's taxi bro. Taxi bro. It's blue spell. Yeah. Blue spell. yeah. All right. Uh, one more uh, on Marasa. Even the trees grow trees. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Yeah, I know what it is, yeah. Okay. Johnny Offshoot. Yes. <laughs> that is also an overpowered green one drop. In our cycle of overpowered one drops. Yeah, um, that was good. Yeah, so, uh, so David Wolf wins this round. Uh, last, our, on our last flavor text face off, he's both lost because neither of you knew the flavor text for uh, score track. So uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have uh, one more uh, flavor text face off next week. Okay. Okay. I can promise you it's going to be good. Best of three. Oh, okay. brilliant. Good. All right. Look forward to it. All right. You two listeners, look forward to it. Bye. Bye. See you guys.